Welcome to episode 24 of Battle Academy Podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. Thanks for joining me. This has been a long time coming. I decided shortly after my birthday to take a little break and it ended up going a little bit longer than I planned. Um, if you've been wondering where this show has been, my apologies to you. Um, I do know I have had a couple of people ask me, hey, when are you doing another episode? So I am excited to get back into it. At the time that I took my break, it had become a bit of an overwhelming thing and it ended up taking out February and March. I tried to get back into it in March. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't happen. <laughs> so my apologies to you. And uh, because of this, I think I have a good idea of dealing with burnout and how to handle it and everything. So I will be talking about that at the back half of the show. That's going to be our little uh, Battle Academy or AP Battle Academy lesson for today for those of you that are still interested in that kind of format. The episode is called Battle Academy Remix because I am going to try and do a little bit differently. I do want to start including raid guides as well as possibly getting into doing the rocket counters as well. We shall see. Let's just see how well this is handled. I may be recording a little bit late for this next couple of weeks. Well, maybe I'm ahead of it because um, Therian Landorus is going to be on the counter's guide. And I do know that Therian Tornadus or Thunderous is the one that's going right now. So maybe I'm a little ahead of the curve. I'll consider myself lucky on that one. But uh, today we are going to talk about mainly Great League Remix and what is going on with Go Battle League Season 7. There have been a bit of some move updates. Basically, Payback is now being allowed for more Pokemon, including both forms of Persian, as well as a few other Pokemon. Uh, a couple other podcasts hit that pretty well over the last couple of weeks. I do listen to other Pokemon Go podcasts, so I know what I should talk about and what I can kind of leave to everybody else to discuss. So if you're not listening to more multiple, excuse me, multiple Pokemon Go podcasts, I will recommend GoCast podcast and the Lured Up podcast. I know there are some people that um, the host of Lured Up kind of gets a little grating to some people. They're like, um, I chat on Twitter with Cochino Mom, and I know she's had a couple of words with him, but in my opinion, is still a very good podcast. The The hosts there do a really good job. So, um, and if you happen to be listening to this, Skinner Adam, um, that is nothing against you. That's just how you come across to people sometimes, Ken. My apologies if that that is not meant as an insult. That's just who you are. I'm not saying change or anything, but it is what it is. And of course, my internet friend DeFiE is a contributor to GoCast podcast, so obviously I'm going to recommend that one as well. Uh, and she and Fish on a Heater really know what they're talking about when it comes to um, Go Battle League and Silph Arena stuff. So if you want to expound on your knowledge here, definitely take up GoCast because they do have the PvP corner or 
minute or I've, I've forgotten what it's called. And I just listened to that episode today, their newest one. <laughs> My apologies, but if you want some other resources to listen to than just Battle Academy, definitely consider those two for sure. All right, let's get into talking about Go Battle League Great League Remix. This is going to run from the 12th, so shortly after this episode premieres, like the day after. So if you're listening to this a little late, my apologies. I should have been sooner, but um, my brother was hogging my recording space. <laughs> we record slash stream on Twitch in the same space usually, but I've managed to work out another spot. Anyway, I digress. Go Battle League Great League Remix is going to run from the 12th to the 26th, so we will get a couple of weeks out of it. It does include a banned list, which includes the top Pokemon that were used in the first Great League that ran at the beginning of Season 7. Now, when I wrote my notes, the banned list, excuse me, banned list had just been released, so... This is still a bit new information, although by this point, a lot of people may have already heard this. Banned, Venusaur, both forms of Raichu, Alolan and Kanto, both forms of Marowak, Alolan and Kanto, Azumarill, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, Galvantula, both forms of Stunfisk, and Talonflame. So, obviously, you can see what the heavy hitters are for Great League normally, and if you're wanting to do regular Great League, which will run at the same time as Remix, then definitely consider pulling these Pokemon out because they're used a lot. You might also want to consider figuring out some good counters. There are some alternatives that you can consider for Great League Remix when you go in, and these are going to be the ones that I kind of recommend. I see them doing rather well. I have taken my suggestions from kind of a little bit of what I would use, as well as going through the top end of pvpoke.com's ranking list for the Great League Remix. I'm going to include Meganium, Altaria, Metacham, Vigoroth, Lantern, Bastiodon, Alolan Ninetales, which as of... A couple episodes ago, I said it's definitely worthwhile to have an Alolan Ninetales powered up anyway, because it is really great. Plus, with the Weather Ball shakeup, definitely worth considering. Wigglytuff, Obama Snow, which I'm shocked it hasn't been banned, because it has become rather relevant over especially the last few Sylph Cups. And with um, the recent shakeups done for the moveset on that one as well. And of course, as an alternative to Lantern, I always, always, always stand by my mud boy, Wishcash. He is tanky, what I call a squishy, which means he can definitely take a hit and he delivers just as well. And he is a quick energy generator. So you definitely want to consider him, even if you never use it, just keep one in standby in case you just want to shake things up a little bit. But that's just my personal opinion. XL forms or XL powered up Pokemon, excuse me, are included in this. So definitely consider if you have a Metacham XL from last month, you definitely want to get him in on this. I am aware that Metacham and Altaria are expensive to build. I get that. But 
as powerful as they are, especially considering that Altaria is a very good Skarmory alternate, definitely consider it. And of course, Metacham has been one of the top fighters for a while. I'm surprised it didn't end up on the banned list. It, uh, my best guess, Abomasnow and Metacham and maybe even Bastiodon might have fallen somewhere towards the bottom of like the top 15, but the ban list is for the top 10. So they still are going to show up, I believe. And of course, when you look at the pvpoke.com rankings for the Remix Cup, it's going to look really interesting as well. You're going to see, I think, a lot of heavy, heavy hitters that show up normally in Great League, probably as alternate choices. Uh, Registeel, I'm familiar with running into that pain in the butt. Uh, Defense Form Deoxys. Excel while Buffett, Cresselia, Shadow Machamp, uh, Scrafty, XL Sableye. You still got some really good Pokemon showing up here, uh, including Machamp and Hitmontop as well, and Shadow Gardevoir. What's really, really interesting is that um, despite being the world's biggest pain in the neck, I think Shadow Victory Bell is still usable. <laughs> Um, best of luck though, because, uh, with Altaria taking number five, it's going to take out some pretty good heavy hitters. It takes wins against Politoed, Scrafty, Defense Form Deoxys, Toxicroak, and Meganium. So keep that in mind. Uh, again, Alolan Ninetales with Powder Snow, Weather Ball, Ice Form, and Dazzling Gleam. It is going to be a pain in the butt. It is in the top 10 of the PvP pv poke rankings and if you listen to me last time you've got a really good one built up it takes a key win against altaria with altaria being in the meta but skarmory not you definitely want that win it also takes wins against obama snow as well obama snow can be a pain in the butt to counter but nine tails gets it done however you're going to need to look out for Politoed, Defense Form Deoxys, Toxicroak, Hypno, and Bastiodon. So be careful. Fast move preferences, Powder Snow over Charm and Faint Attack. Although Charm, I think, would be a good second choice if you don't have the TMs to get the Powder Snow. Weather Ball and Psy Shock is a preferred second move. However, Dazzling Gleam gets the recommendation from PV Poke because fairy moves can devastate <laughs> if you're not careful. That's why um, I have no problem if you choose to use Charm instead of Powder Snow, although it may get you the, those up key wins against uh, some of the grass types. So again, all of this is on pvpoke.com. I will include the list to the remixed rankings in the description of the episode. Some other Pokemon to keep in mind and consider should you happen to be looking for a possible spicy pick, Frostlass is definitely causing some issues in GBL. Definitely worthwhile. Powder Snow, Avalanche, and Shadow Ball can definitely take, can definitely dish some hits. Although be careful, it does have some weaknesses. It will take wins against Altaria, which I think that's going to be one of the key ones you're going to have to watch out for. 
Uh, however, it is going to be hit by Alolan Ninetales. There it is again. Wigglytuff and Scrafty. So definitely consider Wigglytuff, which shows up in the top 10 of the rankings as well. Also considerable, Clefable with Charm, Meteor Mash, and Moonblast. <coughs> Pardon me. Shadow Zapdos. If you happen to get through uh, last week's April Fool's event, the Tricky Pokemon event, and you've beaten Giovanni and picked up that new shiny Shadow Zapdos, well, not technically shiny, but new to you shiny kind of thing, then you might want to consider getting it built for the Remix League. It'll be a little expensive, but it could be worth it. Thunder Shock, which is a legacy attack, so you're going to need to TM that uh, with an elite TM. Drill Peck and Thunderbolt. It's going to take wins on Scrafty, Politoed, Toxicroak, Abomasnow, and Registeel. However, make it run from Altaria, Wigglytuff, and Meganium. And again, that Alolan Ninetales. And in the 34 spot, my happy little mud boy, Wishcash. And of course, the usual moveset for him, Mudshot, Mud Bomb, and Blizzard will give you wins against Altaria, although you'll have to grind for it a little bit. You will get it. Bastodon, Toxicroak, Registeel, and Defense Deoxys. However, again, key losses, Wigglytuff, and Alolan Ninetales, and Scrafty. So those are also showing up pretty well. Diggers BXL, Melmetal. Um, I'm not going to say Snowy Castform because those are kind of hard to come across unless you already have it built. Togekiss takes a little bit to build up, so I'm going to say no to that one as well. Mew, if you have a decent one. Lucario, I will consider. And Whimsicott, definitely give it to this one. Charm, Grass Knot, Moonblast. It can be a pain in the butt. Again, it's taking those wins against Altaria and Politoed. It's going to add Scrafty, Toxicroak, and Defense Deoxys. However, it's taking those same key losses from earlier, Wigglytuff and Alolan Ninetales, as well as Abomasnow, Hypno, and Bastodon. So definitely consider putting a little bit of fairy dust in your lineup and keeping some of those fairy types ready and built to go if you prefer to change around your team as you're working through a, um, a league in Go Battle League. All right, I think that pretty much covers what I am recommending for the Great League Remix. So I am going to move to the next section of the show, and we're going to talk about the Rivals Week that is coming up because we're getting Therian Form Landorus. All right, Rivals Week is going to start the day after we get the Great League Remix, and it's going to run from the April 13th to Sunday, April 18th, your local time. And what's going to be really cool about Rivals Week is we are getting Therian Form Landorus, which I'm going to talk about here in just a minute as we get into the raid counters, as well as getting Screlp and Clauncher. Now, whether or not these will be um, PvP viable is something I will talk about later as the information becomes available probably next week when we're in the thick of the event. I'm excited for Screlp because Dragalgy looks totally awesome. Uh, Clauncher, I don't really know about it or Crawlitzer, but uh, we'll see when it comes. Increased Wild Spawns are going to be Pokemon known for their rivalries, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee. 
Makuhita and Meditite, Zangoose and Seviper. So I'm guessing either we're going to get a region swap on Seviper and Zangoose, or it's going to be one of those events where they become available worldwide. We shall see. Uh, 5k eggs will also be the same, just the baby forms of those Pokemon, Machomp, Tyrogue, Elekid, Magby, Makuhita, Metatite, Zangoose, and Seviper. So, Mangoose and Zangoose and Seviper in uh, 5k eggs, that should be interesting. And of course, the rivals will be raid in raids as well, Nidoqueen and Nidoking, and Zangoose and Seviper. That may be where they get away with doing Seviper and Mangoose as worldwide instead of just regionals. So it'll be interesting to see. Of course, there will be event research, field research. The big one and the reason why I'm kind of focusing on talking about this event in the PvP podcast is that there are going to be an increase in Team Go Rocket spawns. They're going to be taking over Pokestops more often and their balloons will be taking the sky in greater numbers, so be on the lookout. So we are going to get into more PvP battles or PvE battles where the rockets are concerned and the raids as well. So if you're still working on that uh, super rocket radar you've got, that's Giovanni, and you still don't have the Zapdos for this month, you have more increased opportunities to get it. I'm still kind of struggling because I can't figure out how to counter the Shadow Zapdos. Oh, my my Pokemon just kind of eat it before I get even halfway through the match. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Oh, well. But that is the really, really awesome thing. But we are getting that Therian form Landorus. And of course, as I said, we're going to kind of remix Battle Academy. I want it to be more than just Pokemon PvP battles. So let's go into Therian Landorus raid counters. These are coming from PokemonGoHub.net. There are other places that will have variations on this, including PokeBattler.com. So if you want to check out some of those, by all means. I think G2G Media also puts out a raid guide as well. You can possibly also check out Stadium Gaming for theirs. Not entirely sure. All right, let's take an overall look at Therian Landorus. He is weak. Two, ice and water, and strong against fire, electric, rock, poison, steel, bug, fighting, and grass. So focus on your ice and water mons when you go in. Max CP at level 40 is 39.22. Level 50 is 44.34. I'm not going to get into the attack, defense, and HP numbers because this is basically... PvP for Pokemon players who hate numbers, okay? Yeah, the numbers are there, but I don't tend to obsess over the numbers because I can't understand them. And the whole point of this podcast is to make things easy for you guys, and if you happen to not care about the numbers or you don't know how they work either. So... Uh, it can be caught with following CP values of 2151 to 2244 at level 20 with no weather boost. It gets weather boosted from Sunday, from sunny and windy weather. So that's going to need to be a little extra more on it during the boosted hours. Uh, 2688 and 2563 CP, basically meaning it's going to be a harder pain in the butt to catch. For counters, it has a four-time weakness to ice, so you're definitely going to want to run 
any ice Pokemon you've got over your waters. You're going to want best, what they call the supreme counters. Galarian Darmanitan with Ice Fang and Avalanche, and Mega Apomasnow with Powder Snow and Avalanche. So Avalanche is going to be your go-to fat, uh, excuse me, charge move that you want. Suggestions for great counters are Weavile with Ice Shard and Avalanche, Mamoswine with Powder Snow and Avalanche, Glaceon with Frost Breath and Avalanche, Jinx with Frost Breath and Avalanche. I think there's a pattern here. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Mewtwo with Psycho Cut and Ice Beam. Mega Blastoise being the second one. It's running Ice Beam as well. Articuno, Kyogre, Vanillux, Beartick, Abomasnow, all running Ice Moves. Blizzard, 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 Ice Punch, and Weather Ball. Fast moves are looking at Frost Breath, Waterfall, Frost Breath, Powder Snow, and Powder Snow. So basically, ice this thing out. And uh, the, the whole reason for giving you this now is so you can go ahead and build those Pokemon before the Therian Landorus even releases. That way you're ready for those of you that do do raids. And uh, yes, I'm aware of what just came out of my mouth. Ugh. Land Therian Landorus move set analysis. Mudshot and Rock Throw. Mudshot's gonna be your better choice. Charge moves are gonna be Earth Power, Rock Slide, Outrage, and Focus Blast. My best guess is that Rock Slide and Outrage are going to be the best moves on it. Although don't quote that as gospel. Um Move Shot will charge up any of the charge moves super fast. Earth Power and Rock Slide are both two-bar charge moves and deal a good amount of damage. While the former has Stab, same type attack bonus, Rock Slide does super effective damage to Ice types. So be careful if you happen to find Landorus and he's got Rock Slide. Do your best, but be careful. <laughs> Focus Blast can OKO any of your Ice types, but is quite easy to dodge. Outrage hits hard despite lacking stab. It is recommended to dodge the type, the powerful dragon type move. And that is um, exactly how it's written up in GoHub's guide. So yeah, your best bet is the ice type. However, he's got good moves to counter it. So make sure you dodge your butt as fast as you can. Maybe like hit for a little bit and then move every second or two just to get out of the way. Their parting words are that uh, it is the most relevant raid boss since Rashiram and Zekrom is going to be a must-have because of both PvP and PvE. So apparently it's going to be good for PvP if you can get a belt. I'm guessing Ultras and Masters. It's got a huge attack stat and excellent moves. That is as long as they don't change the moves before it's released. Um, from what I've heard from GoCast Stadium, or excuse me, GoCast Podcast, that was the problem with the current Therian form that is out. I can tell you if it's Thunderous or Tornadus. I think it's Tornadus. That um, just before launch, the moveset was changed on it. So let's let's hope, beyond hope, that this works out. All right, I think that's pretty good for half an episode. I'm going to take a break and get me some water so I don't completely dry mouth the, the rest of this. And then we're going to come back, talk about my Pokemon of the week. And it is one that I haven't really talked about much for Great League Remix. And then, of course, a little discussion on burnout. I'll be back in just a couple of moments. 
Alrighty, let's get back into it. Normally, this is the section where I do kind of the shameless self-promotion. Basically, if you have any questions, comments, or constructive criticism, I am open to anything you want to let me know. And you can hit me up. My email is anerdblog at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. I can be found on both. My hashtag, or excuse me, my handle is the same. Anthisa21 on Twitter. Anthisa.21 on Instagram. I swear to God, I will get that fixed. <laughs> so that way it's the same and you're not confused. Now, which one was it? Um, other than that, you can find this show wherever you get podcasts. And if you want... By all means, I appreciate any reviews you want to leave. I do have um, the show posted to iTunes or Apple Podcasts now. It's not iTunes anymore. I'm sorry. I'm of an older generation where Apple is still iTunes. My bad. iTunes no longer exists. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. I try to get episodes posted regularly on YouTube. If you follow our are hearing this on YouTube, by all means, do me a favor. Give me a follow. Give me a, a subscri- uh, subscribe or whatever. Pardon me. Ring the little bell. Get your notifications. You'll know whenever I get a new episode live. And as I say, I try to get them live as fast as I can. Sometimes I drag butt on it a little bit. My bad. And um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, if you're interested in AR Pokemon photography. You can check out my Instagram page. I try to post regularly over uh, the last couple of weeks. It's been kind of spotty, but uh, I'm getting back into it. And I also try to post whenever an episode goes live there, just in case you listen on, say, Spotify and you don't have a subscription or, or you don't follow me or whatever. So if you happen to be on iTunes, uh, excuse me, Twitter or Instagram, and you follow me there, you will get the update when a new episode goes live. That's pretty much it. I don't have any forms of monetary thing going on. I do have a Teespring shop, but um, I think I'm going to kind of shut that down for the time being. I may set up a uh, coffee, buy me a coffee thing where uh, for like a couple bucks you donation, I make you like a cell phone wallpaper or something as a way to kind of support what I'm doing here. But uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I've tried doing uh, um, other forms of kind of mini fundraising for my show and what I'm doing, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm still just like a little baby podcast at the point, seeing as this is only episode 24. But, um, oh, well, I'll worry about it later. I think that's my number one fault. But uh, that's that's talk for another whole kind of show. All right. (laughs) Now that I have um, unnecessarily bent your ear on that end, let's get into the Pokemon of the week. Oh, and I am selecting from the Great League remix list. And that is going to be Wabuffet XL. I... This may be having you scratch your heads. I don't normally select XL Pokemon because I try to focus on being budget savvy. However, I think depending on when the Snivy Community Day lands, you may be able to get enough dust and hopefully get some XL candies for Wabuffet. (sighs) Yes, I know this is weird. You could have talked about Altaria. Altaria is expensive AF. Pardon my mouth. 
Uh, you could have talked about Wishcash. I've done Wishcash already. Alolan Ninetales. I've done Alolan Ninetales already. I've done so many already that I could have gone with that I think it would be a good choice to focus on this one. It's a little bit different. It is going to be a good lead at 92%, a good closer at 88%, a decent switch at 85 and a decent charger at 85 as well. It is a good attacker score of 100 and a consistency score of 84.9. Basically what those numbers mean is based, you can kind of consider it on like a grading scale, zero out of 100, 100 being the best. So the higher, the closer to 100 you are, the better your number, the better you look as a, as a Pokemon for Go Battle League. And for Wabuffet, it's looking really good. Now remember, this is if the Pokemon has been powered up beyond 40 with XL Candy. Or Candy XL. It doesn't, it doesn't flow. Whatever. It takes key wins against Scrafty, Bastiodon, Politoed, Toxicroak, and Abomasto. Be careful of Altaria, Defense Deoxys, Meganium, Hypno, and Shadow Victory Bell. Shadow Victory Bell is apparently still relevant, so be mindful of that no matter what you're playing. Consider a good counter. Alone Nine Ninetales. <laughs> not, maybe not necessarily, I don't know. Fast moves that it has access to are Counter, Charm, and Splash. The preferred move set is leaning toward charm. Preferred usage is at 58%. So that's a really good number of people that are preferring counter over charm. Although I don't think charm is a bad option either. It is a pretty draining attack. Splash, I don't think it's worth it. Charge moves it has access to are... Return and Mirror Cup, and Return is only if you've gotten it as a shadow and have purified it. Um, those are the only charge moves it is showing for preference, and the preferences are 53.7% for Return and 46.2% for Mirror Coat. So all of that considered, it is worth at least somewhat considering, but um, I don't know. It has a place somewhere, I know it does, and it's showing up at number six in the remix chart, so it definitely is worth considering, especially if you've got enough XL candy to get it powered up. All right, that's pretty much going to do it for the show. I am going to round things out and finish up, of course, with a little bit of talk about burnout. When I I only taken two intentional breaks from recording this show. The first one was during Christmas holidays, which is pretty understandable. You don't really want to be recording stuff during Christmas. Um, I live at home with my parents and my brothers and sisters, so we definitely do a lot of family-focused things. Plus, with the New Year holiday and everything, you just want it to be kind of a family-focused affair. Well, for my family anyway. And then it felt normal, natural to take that break. I waited two weeks, let, went through New Year's, got to around my birthday, and got back into recording shortly after New Year, just before my birthday. I did a couple of episodes and decided to take off for my birthday. I felt like, hey, a little me celebration, a little me time, not a big problem. Self-care is not being selfish. I think that is definitely worth doing, especially if you're feeling kind of run down by things a little bit. And um, it had gotten to the point for me that 
it felt like a chore to open the game, even just to get a daily throw and to collect my daily box, turn in a field task for the weekly um, box rewards. And it got to the point where I just, I couldn't do it at the moment. So I decided I'd take another week off, see how I felt. And uh, in that time, I kind of fell into playing Animal Crossing with my sister, which eventually ended up extending into playing Animal Crossing with my younger siblings, and eventually extended into playing Animal Crossing with pretty much the majority of my family. <laughs> it, it was, it's kind of funny the way that whole thing happened. And um, I, I am going to start another show called Hopelessly Nerdy, and the whole falling into the Animal Crossing pit is going to be the first episode because um, it's still kind of relevant at this moment. I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. But um, it, it sucks you in. But uh, it became a point where trying to open the game was overwhelming. There was a constant event going on and I felt like I, by the time I was finally looking at the game, I was too far behind for the event. So it's just like, why bother? Why bother opening it at all? And I realized during that time, I was dealing with some mental stuff that was going on. I had just, I'm, I'm coming up on um, the one year anniversary of my grandmother having passed away, who was a very, very close part of our lives. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, when that happened, um, I just like... I was gone for weeks when that happened. When I came back, the first post I, I did was one in memory of her. Like, I stopped everything at that point that I was doing. And that was before I started Battle Academy. So that is kind of looming a bit over me and my family. I'm going to be honest, there may not be a podcast episode that, uh, for a couple of weeks around that date because of having to focus on that situation and needing to be with my family and around my family at that point in time. But yeah, it, it became a thing. I think it's still something that I'm dealing with emotionally and doing go battle league, doing Sylph arena. It felt like a chore that I couldn't justify doing. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to set down a game and say, you know what? I'm not going to play this right now. And I've done burnout discussion before and event oversaturation before, as well as talking about FOMO and Pokemon Go Niantic. They've really figured out how to generate a sense of FOMO, especially with this new referral system coming out, which I am not a fan of. I will go ahead and say that right now. I know there are some people that are heavily into it, but you know what? I'm not a fan of it. I'm not even going to put my promo, my referral code out there for anybody because I don't want to deal with it. I don't think it's worthwhile. I think it's too little too late in um, releasing it. And it feels gimmicky at this point to me, as well as I think it's definitely going to be um, a catalyst into creating a number of alt accounts for people. Now, I will go ahead and say I have an alt account. I started it last year, well before I knew anything about the referral program. But the thing is, is I touched it for a little bit and I haven't touched it since. So <laughs> it, it does exist. I just don't mess with it. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other show as well. But yeah, don't be afraid to take that break, to just sit back and go, this is too much. 
uh, especially when it comes to doing the battling stuff, if you start getting severely frustrated with a game, by all means, just step back and go, okay, I need a breather. Because your mental health is definitely more important than a video game. Yeah, I get playing video games as a way to relax, but when it's no longer relaxing and it suddenly becomes stressful or it becomes this overwhelming burden, then take the break. Just take the break. There is no shame in that. Anybody who shames you is dirt and, you know, they're not worth your time. I promise you that. Never be afraid to say, hey, I got to take some time for me. I can't keep going this hard. Always, always keep your mental health first because if if that goes out the window, then why bother doing anything? <laughs> you can't really enjoy anything if your mental health is crap. Just putting that out there. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Sorry to get a little heavy at the end there, but um, I felt it relevant to my coming back and doing this podcast again. Thank you guys so much if you've made it this far. If you are a regular listener, I know I've got a couple. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Huge shout outs to um, everybody who has encouraged me through all of this. The AR photo fam um, that I chat with on a regular basis. King of Shinies, Hex Manifesto, Tool of the Cat, Mythical Lace Snaps. God, there's so many of you guys. <laughs> uh, Will of the Wisp, who is a really awesome person. Silver. I cannot... I have lost your name, Silver. I'm so body. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Uh, Pello, who's been really, really awesome. Um, all the new friends I've made recently, DeFi-E, Rambling Rabbit, uh, Project Orgato, all you cool, awesome people. If I've missed you in the thank yous, my apologies, sincerely. You guys have helped me out a lot through a lot of things. Um, Wildcat Mom, uh, Pokemon, jeez. There are so many of you. <laughs> and again, if I've missed somebody, my sincerest apologies. You guys have helped me so much in uh, keeping my sanity. You have no idea. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Have a wonderful time of day it is wherever you're at. My apologies if I've dropped the word guys in there anyway, anywhere at all, because I am trying to keep it general neutral because I know my audience is everybody. Um, I'll see you all next week. Have a great one.